7.06, Wednesday night, right here in the middle of the week, last day of November, and the phone lines are indeed open. You heard that phone number. Give us a call. You have employment questions, severance questions, workplace questions. It doesn't matter. Bring them all on. Lior and I are here. Well, he's here to answer it over the next hour. We'll get to a bunch of stuff this hour. We'll get to the severance pay calculator, which is a tool you can use anytime, whether you're on iPad or iOS or Android. It all works. We'll get to that in just a bit, but we always start with the week that was. It's right, Johnny. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, great to be back here. It's actually uh, been a full day of employment law today. I'll talk more in a second about the, some of the stuff I did today on, on, on global and such. Uh, but we're here to educate and answer questions. Hopefully we get some calls, uh, uh, solve uh, people's problems, uh, get answers to those questions that have always bugged you. Can your employer do this to you? Is it right what's happening in the workplace? Well, we're here to talk about that and, and much more. So let me start off, John, as I always do, with a couple of uh, situations that I think our listeners would find uh, to be interesting. First one, it's a matter that I resolved uh, on, on Monday of this week, and it involved uh, a lady, uh, you know, a young lady in her early 40s that had worked for a major financial institution. I'm not, I'm not going to mention any names. And uh, she worked in a, in a senior position, except her boss, apparently, uh, was not too fond of the fact that she was from a Middle Eastern country and made some very nasty comments, inappropriate, unprofessional uh, comments to her about where she's from, about her education. Uh, and then those comments escalated. She did the, the reasonable thing. She went uh, above the person's head to, to a, a more senior manager and complained. That manager did nothing. Well, she continued to complain. She made uh, uh, several complaints to a total of six people. Despite this, nothing was done, really, and not even an investigation was done. Some lip service, but nothing really. Things got worse. She got started getting bad performance reviews, and it got so bad, John, and we've talked about this before on the show, she ended up having to go on a disability leave. Uh, it, it was affecting her so much, and literally, John, this this person that was a, a very uh, confident, very professional a uh, very active woman was really turned into someone that now uh, is suffering from severe depression, anxiety. She, she she has a hard time functioning, all because she was so impacted by how the work situation was. Uh, so we pursued this as a constructive dismissal. In other words, by treating her this badly, the employers had effectively terminated employment, and it was also a human rights matter. Uh, so we, we started legal action. We resolved it this week. She was very happy with the result. And, and you know, it, it is such an unfortunate situation. In, in reality, John, no amount of money is going to be able to compensate her for what she lost, the dignity, the respect, the job that she actually loved. Uh, but it is it is what it is. But there's an important lesson there for employees and employers. You can't treat people this way. If someone makes a complaint, you have to investigate it. You have to take legal actions, try to fix the problem. Uh, otherwise, you, you're bound to face legal action. And there is recourse for individuals. If you're being mistreated, discriminated, harassed, you really can do something about it. The law is actually quite favorable. Uh, and, and in this situation, we resolved it, uh, and uh, I'm really hoping that she can turn out a new page and move on with her life. Surprising with that, uh, the scope or at least the size of that employer, they would not know all that stuff and not have done it in the first place, right? Yeah, no, this is you know not uh, Bob's grocery store. This is a major, major financial institution, uh, and, and disappointing that it came to that, but uh, it did. Uh, second situation, John. Well, here's what what happened. Actually, I was on Global uh, uh, News this morning. Mm-hmm. And later on, did an interview with uh, Matt and Supriya right here on AM640. Uh, there's a story involving uh, Uber. Uh, you may have read about it. Uh, Uber had announced it with respect to Uber Eats. They're going to reduce the compensation for their delivery folks. So they're going to reduce it by somewhere like 50%. And mm. obviously, those individuals are very upset about it. 
And so there's a story about that. And, and I was asked for my comments. And here's what my comments are. This ultimately comes down to whether those individuals are employees or independent contractors in the eyes of the law. Right. Now, they're all treated as independent contractors, but there's a strong argument that they're really employees because they don't get any say in terms of the compensation, of how things are going to be done. Uh, you know, they're, they're fully dependent on, on Uber. They, they, don't, they don't get to negotiate anything. So if they're employees, John, this opens a whole can of worm for Uber. Not only could this be a constructive dismissal, but potentially Uber owes them overtime, uh, owes them a minimum wage, oh, vacation yeah. pay, termination pay, severance. It opens a whole can of worm. And in fact, what I was saying on the news is if someone were to pursue this um, uh, uh, against Uber and be successful, this could potentially put Uber out of business. Uber wouldn't be equipped to be dealing with these folks as employees and that is a very common scenario. This is not unique to Uber. We've talked about this on the show before, mm -hmm. John, where people are misclassified as independent contractors, where really they are employees in the eyes of the law, not realizing that they actually have the rights of an employee. So uh, stay tuned for this Uber story. This may develop into something more over the next few weeks, and I'll up update you. But very interesting and, and certainly a common scenario. In the meantime, phone lines are open, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, lots more. Just getting warmed up in the employment hour, talk radio, AM 640. 714, Wednesday night, yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, use that number, give us a call, we'd love to talk to you. Got uh, Greg here, Greg, opening call, how are you, pal? I'm great, how are you tonight? No, we're good, what's going on? Uh, I just, I'm calling in uh, for a question for my sister, actually. Um, she's worked for a company for over 19 years, uh, continues to get, uh, over the last uh, several years, uh, promotions, awards, uh, just p a lot of positive, positive feedback for the job she's done. I guess there's a new ownership group that's taken over. It's, it's, I'll just say it's the hotel-type business, and uh, it's, they're U.S.-based. They recently let go about 30 people. And um, now she's being harassed, uh, written up for all kinds of stuff that, you know, happened several months ago, um, and it really just appears like they're they're either trying to lean on her to get her to quit, or now all of a sudden trying to find some kind of just cause to maybe fire her without any kind of severance. So I'm just wondering, um, can they do that, or would she, you know, being there 19 years, be entitled to severance? Now, uh, first question, Greg, uh, is your sister part of a union? No. Okay. So I'll say right off the bat that it would be almost impossible, okay, to, to let her go for cause after 19 years. She would have to do something pretty nasty, pretty bad uh, for it to be cause. It's not enough that she may have done something wrong or maybe didn't uh, do something that her boss wanted to do. It would have to be pretty, pretty bad if right. they do let her go. Realistically, uh, Greg, it would be a termination without cause. And after 19 years, let, let me give you an assessment of what she would be owed. How old is your sister? Uh, 50. Okay. And wh what was she doing? What was her job generally? Um, it's, um, like property budgeting. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so she's not, uh, she's not a, it's not a physical type of job. No, no, not at all. Okay. But she would not be able to find another job doing the same right. type of uh, thing at all. 
Here. So the reality is, Greg, that, that your sister would be owed right around 18 months compensation, one eight, okay? 18 right. months compensation. So that's what she'd be owed. Now, unless she does something, you know, so bad that, I don't know, she hits somebody, she steals, she, you know what I mean? Something that bad. Now, yeah, no, if they're no, no. harassing her, I mean, you were using the words harassment. Uh, yeah. that, that's different. I mean, she doesn't have to take that. You know, I was talking earlier on the show about, about harassment. If they are harassing her, uh, that may be something that she could do something about. She may be able to treat that as a constructive dismissal. She may want to deal with an HR manager or some, someone else and, and file a formal complaint about harassment. You know, no one should be subject to harassment in the she, workplace. She's actually done that uh, two or three times. She was actually yes. confronted by the general manager in the parking lot. So she's actually quite wow. afraid. And well, um, Greg, when she then, reported it to yeah. the, her uh, human resources, they put a note on the file here. But her actual bosses in the U.S., you know, they didn't really, really follow up on it that much. So she's really right. on her own up here facing. Um, it's a weird situation. She reports the U.S., but has to report in on the property up here. So they're not her bosses, and she has to give the full truth of what's happening. And it, it backfires where they're, they they get quite a, quite aggressive with her. So. So, so well, that, that's completely inappropriate. So, if yeah. she says that you know what, I don't, I don't want to subject myself to this anymore. I don't want to be in this environment. We may be able to get her out of there uh, by right. way of a constructive dismissal. They don't have a right to treat her that way. So, if that's something she wants to talk about, which may be a good idea, it's, at some point it's going to start impacting her health, Greg. Then, oh, it is, then, yeah. then have her give me a call, uh, right. and, and we can talk about the constructive dismissal if it makes sense and how to go about that. If if we don't go there and they, they do decide to let her go, remember, 18 months, if she does not get it, if she gets anything less than that, she has to give me a call as soon as possible. We'll be able to get it. Okay, one last thing. Um, they recently, um, uh, I guess she had a conversation with one of her bosses, and on her computer it, it popped up, are we writing her up today or what? And it was obviously meant for somebody else. So that's what tipped her off that there was a bigger problem at play here where they were just kind of conspiring to maybe um, set her up to write her up. And then when they did actually write her up a few days later after she did confront them, went a little proactive with it, um, they, uh, she doesn't agree with the letter that they provided her with. So they, they're trying to force her to sign something that is not accurate. Right. Um, so More of a reason, Greg, to, to potentially pursue a constructive dismissal. This is not a, a relationship that's going to move forward in a healthy way, I don't think. So right. have her give me a call. Let's talk now about how we potentially get her removed from there now with severance, with compensation. I'd be happy to talk to her and, and do everything possible to help her. Greg, that number, one 821 5900 Your call's coming up. Give us a call here at the station tonight till 8 o'clock, 870-6400-STAR-640 on cell. We'll take a short break and lots more of the Employment Hour. Is coming right up. 724, we get back to the phones right away. Got to Alex on the line. Alex, thanks for hanging in, fellow. What's up? Uh, hi, uh, am I on? Yes, go ahead. Yes, uh, so my question is uh, in regards to like an annual bonus payment. Uh, we're due to get paid on the 9th. However, I have an offer from a competitor to join them on the 19th, and I was hoping to provide sufficient uh, notice to my current employer to find a replacement. But uh, I also read the policy at the company level on uh, bonuses, and they said if you hand in your resignation prior to the payment, they will call it back. I was just wondering how legal that was. So your bonus is going to be paid the 9th of, of, of December? Yes, and then on the 19th of December is my start date with the new company. So uh, And, and when, when do you plan to be your end. last? Okay, you plan so, on working until the 10th. Well... That's my current plan is to give notice on the 10th, the day after. On the 10th. I, I got oh, it. Okay, so... so. 
more sufficient notice because, you know, two weeks is the standard, right? Yes. Now, how long have you worked there for, Alex? Uh, almost two years. Okay. So the, the reality is that uh, right now you're, you're actually safe. Even if you were to give them notice right now, uh, they would not, because you, uh, because you they, at the very least, even if they wanted to, you give them three weeks notice and they want to terminate you effective today, they would have to pay you for two weeks and, and carry you for two weeks. That takes you past December the 9th. Because of that, there's no way for them to avoid paying you the bonus. So no, they cannot at this point, if you have a bonus that's due nine days from now or so, whatever it is on December the 9th, then they have to pay you that bonus. No, there's no way for them to legally avoid that, uh, even if you were to give them notice before then. Even if uh, they say bonuses are discretionary and performance-based? Well, if... If they're not going to pay you a bonus anyway because they say you didn't qualify this year, you didn't meet the targets, that's different. But the reason they're not paying a bonus can't be because you've decided to give them a, a resignation. Now, if you haven't received bonuses in the past, if there's no reason to expect a bonus necessarily, then it's going to be tough to say. They may say, no, we, the reason we're not paying you, it's not because you're resigning, it's because you didn't qualify. So it really comes down to... Do you know you're going to get a bonus? Have you gotten bonuses in the past? Can you establish that pattern? If you cannot, then it's going to be very difficult to, to, to say that the reason I didn't get a bonus is because of the date of my resignation. So, uh, you know, you may want to ask them now, what's my bonus going to be? And if they tell you your bonus is going to be whatever it is, then you know you can, you can give your notice of resignation and they'll still have to pay that. Okay, wonderful. Appreciate Thanks, Alex. Alex. Got uh, Joanne here. Joanne, good evening. How are you? Not bad. Yourself? No, we're good. Go ahead. You got a question for Lior? Yeah, I have a question uh, actually for my boss. Uh, she has an employee that was scheduled to work on Monday, and this yes. employee didn't show up, didn't call in sick, didn't call at all, and they haven't been able to get a hold of them. But we have a, a co-worker who is friends with him on Facebook and found out that he's in Dubai. Wow. Uh, can she do anything? Like, can she let yeah, go? Yeah, well, c certainly that. Uh, is this an, a long service employee? Do you know? No, it's a part time. He's been here about six months. Yeah, no, I mean, th that's pretty fundamental. You're supposed to come into work. If you don't come into work, you don't even bother responding, saying where you are, and you're halfway around the world. That, that, that goes through the heart of the employment relationship. So, yeah, in, that, in a situation like that, yeah, that, they'll be able to let him go. Absolutely. Uh, it's that fundamental. Uh, they can't, uh, they, they really can't say that they're homesick if, in fact, they're in Dubai. If we know that to be the case, no. She, she can terminate employment. Yes, she can. Does she have to pay him severance? No. No, she would not have to pay severance in this no. situation. No. Okay, great. All right. Thanks, Thank Joran. Dubai. Wow. Got uh, Gary here. Gary, we got you in before the break. How are you? Uh, great, thanks. Two quick questions. One, uh, I'm in a union environment. If you put uh, grievances uh, in against uh, the corporation and they're not listening to them and they're th throwing them in the garbage and uh, they're not responding, you don't hear any response in one, two, three years and you just forget about it, uh, Can you? what can you do? What, is, what can you do about that? Second of all, the other question is, if you have a boss that's you know, causing you a lot of problems and making up stories, and you're hearing it from other workers. Can you sue him uh, personally for slander? And it and it hasn't been done. 
So uh, to the, the first part of your question about what can you do if the grievance is going nowhere, the reality is you can't do anything. You, you, when you're part of a union, that's the only process. It's the union's responsibility to follow up on the grievance and to push it forward. So yeah, you, know, you may need to give... Then what can you do? You, there's really... Well, in some situations, you can file a complaint against the union with the labor board, but that's successful very, very, very rarely. I, I almost never recommend that. So yeah, you're kind of stuck. Your hands are tied because you don't have any right to do anything on your own. And a lot of people tell me, for good reason, yeah, the union's just not doing anything for me. Uh, so, but you're, you're, so you're, you're, you live by the union, you die by the union. Yeah, but w when you're paying union dues and you're wrong, I hear you. Mm -hmm. It's not right. I mean, you might as well do it yourself. I mean, you're paying. Gary, you, you, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir, my friend. I, I completely agree with you. But the law is what the law is, that you're stuck, other than filing a complaint with, against the union with the labor board, which is really, really rare uh, and, and very difficult to succeed. Now, your, your second part of the question was about filing a, a defamation uh, of slander Character. case against uh, against someone. Now, if someone is going out there and saying, hey, Gary is a, a liar, a thief, etc., yeah, yeah, that could be absolutely defamation. You you can take legal action against him, but you have to be able to prove that he said that. Right. Uh, but absolutely, you, you can, and, and uh, many cases like that have happened. You absolutely can do that, sure. Great. Thank you very much. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Appreciate Gary. the call. We'll take a quick break. Lots more coming up. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. It's the Employment Hour on your Wednesday night right here at Talk Radio, AM 640. 734 in the Employment Hour. Yeah, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. That is the number. Zach, good evening. Hi, how are you? Good. What is happening? Uh, I was just wondering, I've been working for a company since November 2009. I manage the store, and I'm basically the only employee at this location. Uh, other than on weekends, I have somebody to come and help me. Um, but the way that it works is I get 5% commission on everything in the store, whether I do it or not, the sale. But I get a base pay of $60 a day, and I don't have uh, benefits. I was just wondering, is that legal? Well, it's legal so long as what you end up making is at least minimum wage, okay? So as long as, uh, you know, if you end up making less than minimum wage on a, on a particular day, no, then that's not legal. Uh, so, you know, let's say you worked eight hours and you get 60 bucks because there was no sales. I'm just being, you know, uh, giving an example. That would be yeah. illegal. You have to get at least minimum wage. So, uh Hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully you you make at least I think you know minimum wage is around eleven dollars an hour. So if you work eight hours, you know eighty eight ninety bucks and uh, ninety bucks for the day. Uh, do you ever make less than minimum wage? Um, it's happened when I've had like a yeah a zero day. It's rare to not make sales, but it happens at least four times to six times a month. So I mean that, that that is illegal. They should at least make sure they have to make sure, in fact, that that uh, you get paid the least minimum wage. So what you should be doing, uh, you should be discussing this with them. Uh, you should yeah. say that there has to be a, a some sort of a, a guarantee that I'll get at least that much. Uh, beyond that, it's illegal. And if they refuse to do that, you could potentially uh, uh, go to the Ministry of Labor. We could also potentially treat that as a constructive dismissal. So uh, keep that in mind. Okay, and then in okay, thank you. And then in terms of like benefits, it's up to the employer if they want to give it or not. Yes, that's right. There's no legal obligation to provide it. If they do provide it, there's some rules they have to follow, but they don't have to provide it if they don't want to. Ah, okay. Appreciate it, Zach. Got uh, Hollis on the line. Good evening, Hollis. Hi. Good afternoon. How are you? What's going on? Oh, okay. No, I am 66 years old. I work in a hospital. 
And I that's why I want to pack a teen. I was wondering if I have any money to get any severance together or it's just like you resign and you're gone. If there's any kind of money from you or anything like that. So if you if you're the one that decides to leave because you're resigning, you're retiring, then no, yeah. the employer doesn't have to pay you severance. If you're oh. leaving because they did something to you, maybe they mistreated you, they changed your, changed your job, then yeah, you could get severance. But if you yeah. simply decide, you know what, it's time for me to leave, then yeah. no, there's no severance, Hollis. There's nothing, eh? Okay, well, no, not if you make the decision. Are you okay? Well, I hear it from the right person. Because, you know, you know I get to <laughs> people, everybody have a different opinion. So I got it right. Yeah. Yeah. This is the last now, one you now need you to know hear. for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Got uh, got Rick on the line. Good evening, Rick. Yeah. How you doing? Excellent. What's uh, what's going on with you? Okay. So uh, it's just I guess about um, about the hours that you're working at the the place of business and um, any adjustments that are made to them by your employer after you've uh, you know after you've been clocked out. So say you're working in the the service industry and you work, um, eight thirty to five forty five, and that's the time you're punched out for. Um, you print off your, your slip and you see it, you see it on there as five forty five. but then, you know, five days down the road, a week later, you print off the same slip and the hour has been adjusted to, you know, five thirty, maybe even five thirty five. Maybe it's only five, ten minutes, but then over the course of, you know, weeks or it months. It adds up. It adds up. So, I, you know, I, I know it's obviously not right. The, the thing I want to know, and there's, you know, there's a couple ways about going, of going about it, you know, approaching your employer, just talking to them, letting them know that, uh, you know, you, you see it and, you know, hoping that it's just, a, you know, a glitch, even though, you know, it's, it's usually a human you know, it's a human altering it, but, um, right. you know, so you, you're, you're keeping your own records, you're keeping your own hours, you're even printing off the slips so that you, you have proof of the adjustments. I just want to know really, you know, where does that, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking to make a fuss or anything. It's just more, it's really more so for my own pride. Um, because, you know, I, I, you know, I just don't, at the end of the day, you know, I can, I can work for someone, um, I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting paid. Um, you know, I need to put, put money on the table for my family, but at the same time, you know, I, I know I'm being, I know I'm being screwed. And so it's just for, for me. So, so here's the thing, Rick, for me, I mean, for me, obviously nice, for me, it's nice to know that, you know, at least even, even if they think they're pulling a quick one on me that they're not. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's, I guess just good for, So, Rick, let me me answer the question. Uh, Obviously, uh, it's illegal. You know that. You've said it to yourself. They can't change your hours. If you work the hours, you work the hours. They can't decide to reduce it unilaterally unless you didn't work, unless you were doing nothing and just clocked out too late, etc., then no, they can't do that. And you're right. You should be speaking to them and, and tell them you know about it, keep records, and, and hopefully they stop. If they don't stop, then you have a decision to make. Do you escalate this potentially by way of legal action? It could be constructive dismissal. It could be a complaint to the Ministry of Labor, or you just kind of grin and bear it. That's your decision, but it is illegal. They absolutely cannot do that. Even if it's five minutes here and there, no chance. If you've worked it, they have to pay it. Hey, Vivian, how are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you? Excellent. Yeah, I got a question for Lior. Go ahead. I do. So, um, in my first six months on the job, I'm getting a salary, and thereafter, it's going to be commission based. So, I'm essentially an independent contractor, and I just want to know if I'm entitled to anything if I'm let go, 
or if they have to give me any notice, or as an independent contractor, they can just end the relationship whenever they want. Well, you're probably not an independent contractor. Let me ask you a couple questions. Are you working regular hours? Yes. Full-time? Yes. Are you working out of an office or from home? I'm working at an office. It's a small office. So, so, so guess what, uh, Vivian? Uh, this, you're an employee. doesn't matter what they call you. doesn't matter if they decide to pay you salary or commission or a combination. You're an employee, 100% not even debatable. I was talking about that early on the show, that it's very common to see people that are, quote-unquote, independent contractors. They're, they're misclassified. It, it doesn't, you know, it's like trying to call a duck a fish. It's not a fish. It's still a duck. So uh, you, you're an employee. doesn't matter what they call you. So the reality is, yes, if they decide to let you go, you're going to be entitled to severance like any employee based on your age, position, and length of your employment. You can always go to the severance calculator. It's severancepaycalculator.com, and, and you find out exactly how much you're owed. But I can assure you, you are not, under any circumstances, an independent contractor. You're an employee. Even if they don't withhold taxes, you're still an employee. Interesting. And just another quick question. Um uh, if uh, my friend works in part-time employment, and are part-time employees owed anything when they're when they're terminated, or does there have to be a reason for their termination? Any employee generally can be terminated for any reason, full-time, part-time, as long as severance is paid. So, so your your friend, if uh, he or she is part-time, absolutely can can your friend be let go? Yes, absolutely. Even if there's not a good reason. But full severance would have to be paid. Again, severancepaycalculator.com. It works just the same for full-time or part-time employees. No way to let them go without severance unless they did something horrible, something awful. More of your calls coming up. we got open lines, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Employment Hour continues here. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, 745. Got about 15 minutes. Would love to chat with you. Gary, good evening. Hello. Hi, Gary. Um- how you doing, Lior? I'm a former client of yours. You helped me out a couple of years back. Oh, okay. Uh, Great, Gary. Good to hear you. from you. Uh, my wife works for a large uh, uh, Canadian-based drug company, and today she was told that she would have to be likely reapplying for an existing job that she already has. So she's worked there for for almost 11 years. Yes. And they said to and, her today and- they're transforming her department. And everyone in there is going to have to reapply for the jobs that are available. Hmm. So, uh, well, does she like her job? Does she want to continue working there? She does. She loves the job. But, uh, you know, what are the options available for her? So, first of all, I mean, if she likes the job, right, may as well try to keep it, okay? So, uh, apply for it. If she does not get it, I mean, that's silly. Get her job, right? But that's what they want to do. Then she's owed severance, uh, Gary. In 11 years, how old is your wife? Uh, 51. 51 years old. And what kind of job what does she do? She's uh, in corporate procurement. So she'd be looking at right around a year's pay, okay? So that's what she'd be owed here, Gary. Now, if she decides, no, well, I'm not going to apply for my job, she doesn't have to. And if as a result of that, they decide to terminate her employment, then she's still owed severance. If she likes her job, she wants to keep it, yeah, try to do what she can to keep it. But unfortunately, at the end of the day, they do have a right to part ways with her, even though obviously she did nothing wrong. I'm sure she's done very well there. Uh, but they'd have to pay her right around that year's pay. 
if that happens, if she loses her job or she decides not to apply, whatever it is, if her employment comes to an end, Gary, since we've worked together, you know that she needs to call me, uh, but she's be looking at right around a year's pay. I would agree with you. I, I thought that was a, it's really a disgusting development in, in, in the working it world is. where where people that have been loyal employees for this long are now told that you have to reapply for your job. Mm-hmm. It's silly. I mean, it really is silly, and I've seen it before, and I, I I never get it. it. Makes me shake my head. But at the end of the day, if she wants to keep her job, play by their rules. But knowing that if she doesn't, uh, she ends up without work. A year's pay is what she's owed. Got uh, Johnny in line. Good evening, Johnny. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Excellent. What's your concern? Um, okay, so I work for uh, a landscape contractor. I'm, I'm considered a laborer. Um, we, we do everything from gardens, planting, but we also do a lot of hardscaping where we're laying patios, um, you know, building brick, or sorry, uh, rock retaining walls, etc. Um, we've been told we don't get overtime because we fall under the landscape gardener exemption. Um, so, you know, we're working 12-hour days minimum, even now in the dark, um, and we don't get any overtime. Wow. And I was just curious how, how accurate that is um, and how, how when our roles are differentiated between, you know, the gardening stuff, the planting stuff, and then hardscaping with pavers and, and construction, how, how does that work? And is that right? And if not, how do so, we approach that? So, unfortunately, you're going to fall into one exemption or another because there's another exemption for construction employees when it comes to overtime. So, so unfortunately, yes... The, the exemption may, have, based on what you've said, do appear to have applied to you so that you would not get overtime in this situation. I know it's unfortunate and it's unfair. Believe me, I don't know why those exemptions are there. You know, Don't yell at me. I didn't, I didn't make them up. Uh, so unfortunately, it does seem like the exemptions will apply to you so that no overtime would be paid. And, and, I've, and I've seen that like um, there's like a rule of, of fit, like a 50%. So if I'm, if I'm laying, you know, installing a patio for more than half of my week then maybe overtime should be owed? Is, is, that's not well, no, because not th- that would make you construction, right? And construction, there's another exemption. So either way, whether you want or the other 50% here or 50% there, either way, you're, you're going to be falling right. into one exemption or another. We'll get to uh, Esmeralda before the break. Hi, Esmeralda. Good evening. Hi. 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 My name, yes, my name is Esmeralda. I'm just calling to, um, to find out some criteria what I don't really understand. I'm calling about my son. Mm-hmm. And my son was working yep. at this company for 16, 17 years. And what happened, he met in a car accident, and then he was taking some time off from work, and they presented some letters saying he coming to work bad. But at that time, he was taking physiotherapy and what have you. One morning, he walked into work, and the employee just called him in the office and said to him, we don't want to fire you. I best you leave the job. And hmm. then my son said, okay, I'm going to go seek advice. They wrote, they wrote him a letter and tell him that he, he, um, he sent a resignation to them and they give him nothing. They sent, and, and they sent to the unemployment officer and said he quit the job and he not even get nothing for 16, 17 years. Uh, Esmeralda, how long ago was that? When did this happen? Um, this happened about a um, couple of months ago. Okay, so uh, I, I wish we would have spo- spoken even sooner. He needs to call me right away. First of all, quick question. Sorry, was he part of a union? Um, no. Okay, so so we need to speak as soon as possible. In, in an ideal world, I would have wanted him to respond immediately as soon as he got that letter saying, no, no, I did not resign. But it no, probably is still not, not too not late. No, he did not write him a resignation letter because I understand that if you resign, you have to write a letter gift to them. 
Well, no, no, you don't have to. You can say verbally, I'm resigned. My concern is they wrote him a letter saying you resigned, and he didn't respond to it. He should have said, no, what are you talking about? I didn't resign. Yeah, he, so, told, him in any event, he told him that. Right, in writing? No, he did not told him in writing. Okay. So he needs to call me, Esmeralda. We need to talk, and, and because, yeah, he's owed severance. He could be owed as much as 18 months' pay, okay? So okay. have him give me a call as soon as possible. I mean, this is one of those situations where you do mm-hmm. not want to wait. He should be calling me tomorrow morning. Esmeralda, that number, grab it, 1-855-821-5900. Again, one 821 5900 have him call Lior tomorrow. We'll take a short break. More of the Employment Hours coming up. Talk Radio, AM 640. Yeah, you can slide in a quick call if you like. We've got a few minutes left to go here, and I believe uh, the lovely Esmeralda didn't quite catch a phone number, didn't have a pen handy. It is 1-855-821-5900. That's to get a hold of uh, Lior, of course, when the show is over. Jake, how are you, pal? Hey, not bad, guys. Yourself? Thanks, man. What's going on? We're good. Quick question. I recently accepted a sales management position, and uh, I've come to recognize pretty quickly that I've got some uh, pretty low performers, um, so much so that I've had to put one on a um, uh, performance improvement plan. Uh, now, I've articulated very clearly the parameters of, of what's required to, in a sense, you know, uh, keep your job. Um, now, my question to you, Lior, is um, say, for example, the, um, uh, the employee meets the requirements of the job. Uh, and then going into Q1 next year sort of takes his foot off the pedal and we're back to square one. Mm. Do I have any recourse or do I have to go back to the performance improvement plan? And the reason I ask this is because this sort of program has never been put in place prior to me being there. And it's something that I want to institute to sort of keep, uh, you know, performance at a, at a uh, minimum level, um, you know, going forward. So if your goal, you know, if someone is not performing, you're thinking about terminating for cause, that is very difficult to do. And the reality is, yes, you probably would have to go back to to the performance improvement plan uh, to performance manage the individual. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously not only do you want to tell them here's what you need to do, you need to tell them here's how I'm going to help you get there and what resources are going to be available to you, et cetera. But ultimately it's very difficult to terminate someone for cause for performance reasons, unless they're almost going out of their way to do a bad job. That said, in some situations, it may be it may be easier to say, well, you know what, I, I need this person gone. I can't afford to build up a case. So I'm going to let him go without cause, and I'm going to pay him whatever severance and, and move on. So that may be an option uh, as well. If, if you don't, you know, if it's frustrating to, to build up a case, you can still let him go even if you don't have a good reason, but severance would have to be paid. Uh, without severance, you have to do your work. Uh, w- with severance, you could do it any time. Okay, and, and just a quick follow-up is, uh, he, he didn't want to re- sign the letter. Uh, I was there along with my boss, and the way that we framed it to him is that you don't have to sign the letter, but just know that we both just acknowledge that you've received it. Uh, right. And um, it, whether you sign it or not is, is, is irrelevant. That's true. It is irrelevant. Yeah. Okay. All you need to know that he got it, as long as he can't say, oh, what are you talking about? I've never seen this document. Uh, no, right. as long as he got it, it doesn't matter to, to, to me really if he agrees with it. He still has to do what it says, uh, as long as, you know, as long as you're being reasonable and you're not making stuff up, obviously. So, uh, and, and if he doesn't improve, I mean, yeah, you can provide a warning. You could, you want to say at some point, if he doesn't improve, that listen, if you don't shape up, you will lose your job. 
you got to do that gradually. And at some point, yeah, you may get to a position to terminate for cause. It isn't easy, uh, Jake, to terminate for cause for performance reasons. Uh, a lot of uh, people that I've worked with say, you know what, it's just better to terminate without cause. That is obviously your decision. Uh, but uh, you're on the right track if you're looking at performance management. Absolutely. Another Wednesday has come and gone. Catch the shows on the weekend. A reminder, we're back on Monday evening at 7 o'clock, too, to take your phone calls. Until next time, severancepaycalculator.com, that tool you want to use, mentioned several times during the show, and you need to get a hold of Lior, 1-855-821-5900. It's been the Employment Hour once again here. Talk Radio, AM640.